Hey everybody, isn't this fun? Welcome to Highly Inappropriate, the podcast where humans talk to humans about being human. I'm Lucas. This was my idea slash my fault. I don't want to waste a lot of time up front. I got a great guest over the first episode, a great comedian out of the LA area by the name of Katya. Uh, She is brilliant. She has an old school flair that I really appreciate. She she has a a wonderful blog, which we'll get into uh, in the episode, the details about that and uh, her stand-up and uh, more about her and her love of 80s metal. she, I really appreciate her. I really appreciate the way she approaches comedy. Uh, if you've read the, um, the, the book, The Comedians, uh, by Cliff Nesterhoff, I'm probably <laughs> mispronouncing that, but it's a brilliant, uh, history of comedy. Um, you start to see how one generation feeds into the next and feeds the next. And, um, and how things tend to cycle back. And uh, I think she's on the cusp of something very, very cool. Um, she, I'm going to let her speak for herself. She's very cool. Um, but this is the blog. No. <laughs> this is not a blog. She has a blog. This is the podcast where humans talk to humans about being human. And uh, that's what Katya and I do. We talk about normal stuff. Uh, we talk about uh, the fact that she lied to me in one of our very first conversations. And we have a lot of fun with it. I don't want to take a lot of time up top. I really don't. I don't want to take away from the conversation. Um, please enjoy the first episode of Highly Inappropriate. I'll be back at the end for some final thoughts. Talk to you then. But oh my god, first, an ad. <laughs> Hey, this is Matt Slayer, host of And Now We Drink. If you're looking for X-rated tales from the other end of the bar, stories no mother should hear, or just want to peek inside LA's most depraved people, check out And Now We Drink. We get stories from actors, writers, musicians, porn performers, and fucking magicians. If you want to hear crazy stories, we got them. It's available every Thursday at noon on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and of course, Laughable. I hope, dear listener, you become our newest drinking buddy. Cheers. Good morning. Good morning, Katya. How are you doing? <clears throat> I'm doing really well, Lucas. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. A little sleepy. <laughs> it's Saturday. Oh, yeah. So you want to make a podcast? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> oh, what do you got going on today? I am... Well, I have to spend part of my day at least doing some things, you know, like being responsible, like getting some writing done and um, practicing some stand-up. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and doing some cleaning. So, you know, nothing too exciting. And you? 
we have been, my wife and I, we have been taking apart a mattress because we're too cheap to bring it to the dump. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we're cutting it up into pieces and stuffing it into garbage bags and removing each spring individually. Uh, there's 400, you guys 484. Like, <laughs> you guys sound like you could be like cleaning up a murder scene or something. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of murdered Muppets. <laughs> there's foam everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, we have like paper bags full of springs, which I oh my God. I, I keep trying to come up with with something to do with them, and I can't think of anything. <laughs> oh, got it. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's been my morning. And then uh I don't know, I think it's just grocery shopping and, and grown upping for the rest of the day. Oh my gosh, it sounds like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> funny. So right on. So when are you you're uh you're doing some stand up writing today or are you working on the blog today? Uh I'm gonna write something for the blog. Yeah. And I'm going to practice my routine. And uh yeah, yeah. I've been reading this book called Outliers. I haven't heard of Malcolm it. Gladwell. Oh, okay. I know who Malcolm Gladwell is. Uh, revisionist History, right? Is that him? Yeah. 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 I okay. So. I think so. Yeah. No, and, I haven't. Uh, it talks about. Oh, sorry. Um, no, it talks about how uh, geniuses are made, or our idea of how they are made, and really what his point is is that they just were in extraordinary circumstances and just put in a lot of practice time. I mean, there, there, his, his theory, which actually is not really a theory, it's been proven, is that geniuses are made by how much effort they put into it. Like what Einstein, what Einstein said is that geniuses 90% perspiration and 10% inspiration. And it's true. His whole book is about how, these people, extraordinary people like Bill Gates, for instance, um, put in so much time practicing their craft, and that's how they got to be great. Coal into diamonds. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Very that's cool. Uh, I'm. I haven't been doing much reading. I I did just buy on eBay the novelization of Spaceballs. So, oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> which really exists. There's there's so many novelizations of terrible but wonderful movies with insane uh -huh. insane sections in them. There's um there's a novelization of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, which oh has some God. really dark stuff with the sister. Um, uh, there's there, it's it, there's some there's some really bizarre fun books out there to read. <laughs> oh wow, I love! It. I'll have to check it out. I'm a big Mel Brooks fan, so yeah. Yeah, uh, eBay's full of them. Oh, I love it. Who writes this stuff? <laughs> uh, this one, I think it was actually written by, like, I don't know, probably by committee, I would imagine. Uh, a oh. novelization by Jovial Bob Stein based on the screenplay written by Mel Brooks. So oh, okay. this guy describes himself as jovial in his own name by Jovial Bob Stein. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you working on for the blog what are you uh what are you cooking well i 
I was going to go to see Queensryche last night. I am a, a big 80s rock chick. And I, I was fighting nausea all day yesterday. Oh, no. I'm not feeling great. And this whole stomach thing that I've had has just been persisting. So, um, and a woman that I, you know, I kind of know as an acquaintance, her and I were going to go together. And so I just met her at the venue and I said, look, I, I can't stay. And I was so bummed. I, I really wanted to. So I was trying to sell my ticket and it was so hard because I asked this one group of people and they're like, oh no, we have a stack of tickets. <laughs> no. said, oh my God, I'm never going to sell my, Queensryche is not where they used to be in the 80s. I guess. <laughs> no. It's really easy to go see them nowadays. So, but luckily, I caught this guy going up into the box office, and I I took a I took a little bit of a loss, like nine bucks, but I sold uh, my ticket. So, thank yeah. goodness for that. Yeah, better <laughs> so than I'm just. I'm gonna write about that experience. <laughs> so you've described to me though that your the the blog is a character. Um, yeah. Now, how how does the character differ from you? Because I mean, I mean, I well, we're we're Twitter friends. I don't really know you. <laughs> yeah. right, right. I know your right. character. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's a great question, Lucas. And and she doesn't really differ from me. <laughs> <laughs> Clever girl is um. It's a manifestation of you know my frustration, and I I use her to to deal with those frustrations and instead of acting out on them, I channel it into a blog. And of course things are, you know, I take creative license and I kind of, you know, exaggerate things and I and I add in things to make it more of a story. Not every single word is true or something that actually happened. But um, she she's like my shadow side, if you will. You don't think it would be more fun to just act out? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I could get arrested. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> or something, you know, like, I mean, I probably wouldn't be liked very much. I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of think she's an asshole. Like, she's kind of a racist, narcissistic. Um, she's really tough know. on guys. Really, she really is. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It. <laughs> well, no, Maybe like, that's why I can't get a date. <laughs> because everybody's reading your blog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I I, no I find I find mostly like uh, you know I follow mostly female um, comedy writers or comedians and stuff because they're oh. so much funnier than men, uh, especially and, and really? I, yeah, and especially I find in the written form. There's something, um, I don't know, I just, you know, uh, uh, going back and forth through, you know, just blindly scrolling through Twitter, blindly scrolling through comedians. The women are always so much funnier. I don't know if it's, they're a little more raw. They're not, um, I don't know, it's just something when a woman digs into comedy, it doesn't seem like they're interested in impressing anybody anymore. And I know that sounds terrible, but that's where I find it's really funny where it's just it's it's absolutely raw and i'm highly unlikely to steal their material because they have a completely different perspective than me <laughs> yeah right, so true. and maybe It'd that's it and maybe it's just the completely different perspective that i like 
you know, uh, we, we've, we've had this parade of, you know, I'll be a very funny men for the last, let's say, let's, let's go in a post Cosby era and just say like the last 20 years where comedy mm-hmm. has really gotten big again, uh, you know, like mm-hmm. it did in the eighties and the women are so much funnier than the men. I like that. You know, I mean, I, I have to agree. <laughs> I have to agree. And I, I, I find your perspective really interesting. You know, well, as a man who's interested in comedy and, and you do stand up, right? Uh, yeah, I procrastinate mostly. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. got notebooks well, full of shit. I've got notebooks full of <laughs> shit, but, you know, never enough time or energy to get up. And I know that's a terrible excuse, but. You know, I consider myself more of a professional appreciator. <laughs> okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I, you know, it's like I have no musical talent, but I can tell you what's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny, right? Yeah. Um, no, I, th- I agree. I think women can be um, – yeah, certainly we, we've been underrepresented as oh, comedians. Oh, there's been this stigma attached to us that women are not funny, and I don't agree with that. Um, I couldn't agree with it more. I mean, I couldn't disagree with it more. And um, I think we're finally we're getting our our chance. We're being recognized, I think, because it goes along with this whole movement. I hate to call it the feminist movement, but it's true. Like, you know. It was um, happening before any of the Me Too. It was happening before – you know, Louie yeah. got taken down for whacking off. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been happening slowly for a few years. Um, yeah. I was having a conversation with someone earlier. We were talking about uh, Hannah Gadsby and uh-huh. I was being asked my perspective, you know, uh, you know, and like, I watched that with my wife. I cried my eyes out and I laughed my ass off, you know, and, uh, and and she was asking i was being asked by my by uh my mother-in-law actually if i thought that it was going to change comedy and i said not immediately i don't think immediately have you seen hannah gatsby's special i haven't oh you got to watch it um it's called nanette it's it's indescribable uh, the 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 storytelling power that this woman has um, wow. and it is beyond funny and beyond emotional. Um, she hits stuff that is mind blowing. And a lot of people are saying she's absolutely changed comedy. She's, and I don't, I don't think she's absolutely changed comedy. I think she's done something very different and she's provided an opportunity for young women to change comedy. You know, she didn't break a glass ceiling. She threw herself against it and put some cracks in it. You know what I mean? Um, It's you absolutely have to watch it. It'll it's it'll be the best hour of your weekend. I I can't recommend it enough. Um, Wow, that's quite a recommendation. We'll have to check it on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, on Netflix. You know, do it before they uh, start putting the commercials in. (laughs) They they announced. Oh, they are. They're going to put commercials in. Oh my god. Yep. You know, wow. and I'm trying to figure out how much money they get from me every year, and now they're going to put in commercials. You know, so I'm, you know, yeah. I'm a little annoyed at that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. So, but anyway, I find it hard sometimes to watch other comics, especially women, because it's this competitiveness comes out in me, and then also this jealousy. Even though I hate to admit it, it's true. It's like, oh my god, I wish I was there. You know, I understand and that. Not having it. You know, so it's like. Um, and it's funny enough, 
friends are always like, oh, let's go see comedy, you know, because they know I do stand-up. And it's like, well, no, I don't want to. Like, I live the life. I already see comedy every time I go to an open mic. It's not something, you know, it's something that I'm, I'm, you know, aspiring to do. It's not something that I want to do as a hobby. Like, <laughs> so I just find this funny, like, oh, well, let's go see comedy. Uh, no, let's not. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like going to work. Right, exactly. Off, on, on your off time. Yeah, yeah, and you're not, you're not getting paid for it. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do. I love the blog. It, it really cracks me up. Okay. And, uh, um, okay. But, and, and again, I think it goes back to that, like, that I do watch mostly women's stand-up. Because it's a different, right, right. it's a different perspective than mine. Um, yeah, yeah. So, who are some of your favorites besides Hannah Gatsby? Uh, I really like Nikki Glaser. I, I, I don't feel like I should, you know, because she's so. Um, how do I do? How would I describe Nikki? I don't know. She's she's weird. <laughs> she's too. She's almost uh -huh. childish, I guess. But I guess uh -huh, like when uh -huh. I got pulled in, when I really, really started loving comedy, it was uh, Sarah Silverman. Because I remember watching oh, okay. the late night shows in the 90s, um, you know, was it with the brick wall behind her and everything else. And I, her doing her weird kid character type thing that she did. Yeah, um, yeah. And outside of that, and again, a complete opposite perspective, I would say Cameron Esposito is one of my favorite comedians. Oh, um, okay. I, mean, I have not seen... Oh, him her her cameron esposito yeah. she's oh, okay. um she's brilliant um she's uh well i guess her and her partner just broke up but they had a great podcast where they hosted um mostly female and mostly uh people from like the lgbt community um comedians oh, okay. and it's it was just this great show and i don't know why i got off of it but it's just uh, uh sarah silverman absolutely is one probably my favorite female comedian. Oh, um, okay. As far as male comedians go, I tend to lean towards uh, Mike Birbiglia. Uh -huh. um, I really uh -huh. love, okay, you know, the yeah. long form storytelling. Uh, we went yeah. to see him uh, last summer in Berkeley do a like a black box theater, and uh, it was it was probably the best show I've ever seen. And I've seen Carlin like oh, five yeah. times, you know, so, was, uh -huh. right. and I was just like completely blown away by Mike Birbiglia's uh, ability to, to weave. And this tour that he's on right now, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he comes out of it. You know, he's been yeah. touring for a little more than a year, I think, on uh, the New Ones tour. And uh, it yeah. is, you know, he's fairly clean, which I think is great. You know, that it's easy to recommend uh -huh. it to somebody, you know, that, uh, oh, you can check out. He's not, you know, he's not as clean as somebody like Jim Gaffigan or anything like that. But, um, I, but he's phenomenal. I love Mike Birbiglia. Yeah. What about you? I mean, yeah. do you, do you pull influence from anybody in particular? Uh, you know, like um, who, who were your people that, that made you think I can do this? Funny enough, it wasn't stand-up comedy. It was slapstick. I mean, I I grew up watching um, Jerry Lewis and um, Mel Brooks. I mean, I just love that kind of just slapsticky kind of 
cheesy humor. And um, yeah, so and which has definitely influenced my writing too. So um, I, which I think at this point in my creative aspirations, my writing is stronger, way stronger than my stand-up. But um, (laughs) yeah. Well, what I've seen of yours, I've really enjoyed. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and I didn't feel compelled Uh, to like give you any any notes. <laughs> or, or shut it off. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, no. Stop my, the video. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, we were in well, the kitchen you know and, and my wife came over and was laughing her ass off too. So Oh, okay. All right. Well good. I mean I just yeah, um it, it it's so hard. It's so hard to do stand up. It's it's the hardest, you know, performance art that anyone can choose, obviously, but um yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a work in progress. You know, it takes it takes a while, but yeah. I, so I was really influenced by um, that kind of stuff, and I I love Eddie Murphy. But one of you know one of my top faves, and it's hard to choose one, but I really loved Paula Poundstone. She oh. was so underrepresented. She she is so like underappreciated. She's really really good, and she's got that intelligent you know kind of humor and and um she's more cerebral but really really good and then she had that thing happen to her that fiasco with her kids and i can't remember exactly what happened like oh i don't know about that take her kids away because she was drinking or something like that this was in like the early 2000s and that kind of really affected her career which was such a shame i've Um, been seeing her around though she's yeah she's got some show coming out or something like that Oh, okay. Yeah, she's been touring. She's been touring, and you know, hopefully, she'll have a, you know, um, a rebirth of her, her plus career. She's, cause she's plus, she's always on. Uh, she's always on. Uh, wait, wait, don't tell me. On NPR. Oh, okay. She's constantly oh, on that. Oh, okay, awesome. awesome. <laughs> oh, I think I just I gave away know. my political leanings by saying the words oh. NPR <laughs> <laughs> or the letters NPR. <laughs> I also listen to Car Talk. It's fine. <laughs> oh, oh, I love Car Talk. Oh yeah. my gosh, I need to listen and figure out what's going wrong with my car right now. It's making oh, some knocking sound. And, uh, <laughs> I'm the wrong guy. I can't even do a Boston accent. So. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. <laughs> All right. Oh well, let's see. Okay, so I've got some random questions for you. Okay. To have some fun with. Um, I enjoy this because I feel like it's a social experiment <laughs> and I want to choose one question that I can ask everybody, but I'm not there yet. But for you, I want to know if, uh, do you, do you, have you watched a lot of these, uh, Batman movies over the years? Like, yes. Okay. So going back to Tim Burton and then now we've got, yes. uh, Christopher Nolan and now we've got, uh, what's his name? Ben Affleck. Okay, so right, right. if you could have sex with, Either Jack Nicholson's Joker or Heath Ledger Heath Ledger's Joker. Who would you rather have sex with? Oh, Heath Ledger. There's, As the Joker. No, no question. Yeah. He's in full yeah. makeup. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And for, oh, really? Oh, well, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely still over Jack Nicholson for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want that purple velour suit on your floor? Yeah, no. No. <laughs> 
All right. And now one of my favorite, one of my absolute favorite things to read about, and um, I get into real um, holes on the internet, is uh, time travel. And if okay. you could, if you had the ability to time travel once, would you go forward or backward? Anywhere, backwards. no limits. Where would you go? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely backwards and definitely back to the 80s. <laughs> yeah yeah in my 20s probably when i was you know seeing all the live bands and and just being an 80s rock chick for sure so yeah. i guess in the 80s i was i was let's see i was anywhere between Four. three <laughs> yeah i was anywhere between yeah. three and 13 <laughs> what were the best bands what were your favorite shows uh, um and is this this was in the san francisco area no no was, i was here in la okay um, well outside of la so uh oh my gosh um major ass i don't know it's my favorite i don't know uh geez who oh my gosh that's such a good question <laughs> Um, I'm trying to remember too. Like, <laughs> it's not just about well, who was my favorite. It's like, well, who did I go see? I, there were so many. You know what? I don't know if this is the kind of answer you're looking for, but I really love to go and see unknown bands in LA. Okay. There were so many good bands at that time that were doing amazing stuff, and it was all, it wasn't all just about the big hair heavy metal. I mean, there were just great musicians out there. And this was before, you know, they were doing auto-tune and overproducing and creating this fake music that we have nowadays. I mean, these were authentic bands. Yeah. And so I just remember a, a time period of like, you know, maybe 85 to 89 where there was just so much good music coming out of L.A. So I would have to say that that would be my answer. So you would sit yeah. in the 80s and listen to music. Would you yeah. try to would you try to hit would you try to hit the eighties comedy scene? Because there there's there's a struggle for a woman. <laughs> I know, seriously. Um I think my interest at this point would be trying to sleep with the guys in the band more than doing stand up. <laughs> or or possibly a uh a newborn Heath Ledger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um what was the other question I had for you? Oh, if anybody, living or dead, if you could punch anyone in the face, who would you punch in the face? No repercussions. Ooh, wow. Living or dead. Um, and we can come yeah, back to that I if have, you want to chew on it for a little bit. No, bit. no. I, I have a, an answer. It'd be our current president. Okay. All right. She just gave us her political leanings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's hitting, he's hitting new levels of... Um, you know, this isn't even going to come out for two weeks. So who knows what kind of crazy shit he's going to do between now and then. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I, I thumbed through his Twitter for like 30 seconds this morning and I just, I had to, I had to get out of it. I couldn't, I couldn't handle the, uh, the insanity of telling us, you know, that he's so upset about Alex Jones being banned from Facebook and his podcasts oh, being, being, shut down for hate speech and like you know 
It's just, I'm a little oh, blown away. Him, it's like going down, it's like going down the rabbit hole. I mean, it's just, you know, I it's can't, going to the dark place. I can't start my day that way. I can't. You know? No, you can't. No. I'm surprised you're, you're in such great humor doing the, the podcast now after that. I had you're a, very resilient. I had an extra edible last night, so I'm a little... I'm a little punchy. Oh, oh got it. Okay. <laughs> gotta gotta okay. deal with the insomnia somehow. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh, I was looking at your hiking group. That is a oh, lot yeah. of people. <laughs> that it is, is. It is. Um, I've tried yeah, taking. I I've tried taking like two or three people on a hike with me, and I start speed walking to get away from them. Like, I don't know how how you go out with with dozens, if not more people at a time. Um, I'm a comedian. <laughs> You're always There's a on. Lot of material there. <laughs> um, well, definitely with my group I'm on. But um, and I, I don't have the largest group in the area, believe it or not. I mean, there are hiking groups that are infinitely larger than mine. But um, yeah, it's it's been eight years in the making. I've been doing it for eight years. And it really was just. I never thought that it would turn out to be what it is today, but I have a really great group of people. Um, we're a really fun, positive group, and um, it's just an activity that I really enjoy, and I love being a leader, and it's so much fun. And for the listeners out there, I run a hiking group, and so that's what we're talking about. We're, run, we're talking about the hiking group I, I run. And um, Yes, and I'll put a link in the description yeah, for anybody that might be in the area that might be interested. Um, yeah. Check it out. Go for a walk with Katya. Yeah, and it's just, it really, hiking saved my life, really, is what I like to say. It, it really did. Um, I was dealing with depression at one point in my life, and I needed to exercise. And that was part of the thing. I didn't want to go on medication. I didn't want to do, I wanted to, you know, heal myself in the most natural way po possible, and exercise was part of that. And so I started hiking. And, um, yeah, one thing led to another, and I, you know, I started this group, and it's just been fantastic. Yeah, now I'm looking at it. So it's in Thousand Oaks, California, yeah. and it says here yeah. you have 3,021 members. Yeah, yeah, and we don't all hike at once, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you're going to get that many people marching, do it towards the White House or something. Yeah, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, so I wanted, well, we had talked a little bit last week about doing this and you had said you had material and then you didn't. And then I called you a liar yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you called yeah, yourself a liar. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you lie often? I was thinking or, about that. Or just, just to like, random you know, people on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, you know, I was really thinking about that because, you know, from our discussion and I was like, it, it brought up so much like, oh my gosh, what have I lied about and have they been big or have they been little lies? And I've had some big lies over my lifetime, sure, but not a lot. I think it's more of lying by omission. Can you do that? Is that, that seems to be a um, a topic like people yeah, can you lie by omission? 
I believe you can. I believe that when you omit something, you're kind of lying, right? Uh, I don't oh, know. absolutely. Do you, do you subscribe no, I, to that? Yeah. Absolutely. But, I, you know, I got thinking about it, too, and I can't really think of any major, major lies that I've told. You're lying. <laughs> no, I couldn't think of it. All I could think about is, okay, really? so when I was a kid, we moved around a lot. So, like, uh -huh. I'd be, like, a year if, or two in one school. And then I would go to the next school and I had no friends and all that. And I would lie to make friends. And I had one lie. I had one lie that I kept through most of the nineties because I thought it would impress people. And it was that I went to a public enemy show because it was the nineties. So public enemy okay. was still doing a thing and that I met the uh -huh. DJ Terminator X and okay. who famously did not speak and that he did. He looked at me and he said, cool shirt. And I would just say it was oh, whatever okay. shirt I was wearing at the time. <laughs> like, wow. And that was my lie because I thought I needed to impress these kids. I didn't realize that everybody oh, else was God. as fucked up as me. You know, I need friends. I need friends. <laughs> <laughs> so I had wow. this. That's the only, I, you know, and I know I've lied. I'm sure I've lied. I'm a huge mm -hmm. comic book nerd. And for like the first two or three years I was with my wife, I completely hid it from her. Because I didn't. Oh want, my gosh, really? <laughs> because I didn't want her to be like, oh, this guy's a nerd. <laughs> I'm right, an, I was an right. adult in my 30s hiding my love for comic books from my wife. <laughs> well, she wasn't my wife oh at the time, God. but my future wife. So that's a lie of omission, I suppose. It totally is. Wait, so how did she find out? Did you tell her? Did you I, sit her down and go, okay, <laughs> honey, we need to talk. I have to tell you something, honey. And then she's but, like, oh my God, what is he going to tell me? I love Spider-Man almost as much as you. <laughs> <laughs> is that how it came out? No, no. What it was is I was getting a whole bunch of things shipped to me from home. Uh, from, you know, that was still at my, my folks' house. They were splitting up, so they were moving out and getting rid of everything. And they sent me just uh -huh. boxes of my comic books. So all of a sudden, there was 300 comic books in the living room. And she's going, you love comic oh books? Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, yep. Funny. Yeah. So, funny. And now she just makes fun of the movies. She makes fun of the comic book movies, yeah. and rightly so. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, no. So that was a lie yeah. of omission, I suppose. That's totally. It totally is. I mean, you're, like, hiding something. And... Yeah, which is, it's funny, it's funny how people think their perception of what they think they need to hide of themselves or expose, you know. I mean, like, I when you tell that story, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Oh, you like comic books, like, no big deal. But, right. Um, obviously, you know, you, you felt the need enough to hide it. Like, yeah, it's totally a lie of omission. Well, she was I just, just I a think brilliant biggest... artist, and I and I was like, I, I can't let her know oh. I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why. Okay. That's Sorry, I interrupted you there. What were you saying? No, I was going to say the biggest lie, I think, that I could think of that I lied about, which I I realized later, not while I was doing it, was that I was in love with the boyfriend I was living with at the time. And we were together for like six and a half years. And I told him that I was in love with him, and I so was not. And I kind of knew at the time when I told him that, that I, it wasn't true, but I was in denial about it. And, yeah, so I lied about that for six and a half years. That's pretty major. That's pretty major. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. And I realized it afterwards, like, oh, my God, how can I, you know, that's somebody's emotions, and it's like lying to myself. So was it a well conscious lie, or was it, was it 
was it? I think I wanted it to be true because I wanted the security of the relationship. Right. I really wanted to believe that I was in love with this guy. And but even even worse than that is when he proposed to me, I said yes, and I knew right then I didn't want to marry him, and I should have said no. And what I did instead was I just kept putting it off, and I kept making excuses for why we shouldn't get married at that time. Ouch. <laughs> it was like crazy. I look back and I'm like, oh my god, that is so crazy. So How could I? Did you tell him that it was a lie? Uh, or did no, you just, no. just end it? Well, we didn't end it. He had an affair. Ooh. And um, he ended the relationship, and you know, which I can hardly blame him. I mean, I didn't want to get married. Yeah. Um, you know, I was pissed off at the time. No one likes to be at the, you know, the wrong end of the breakup. Um, and it, it felt crappy. I mean, of course it felt crappy that, you know, he had an affair and everybody knew about it except me. But... Um, yeah, yeah, so that's how it kind of ended. And then afterwards, you know, I thought about it. I'm like, well, I never really loved him. And I kind of, and I felt this remorse, you know, about it, that that uh, I had lied to myself and to him for so long. For six and Crazy. a half years. Yeah. Wow, yeah. That, is a, that is a lot darker than my lie. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> um yeah, I, I can tell you hate to point out the obvious, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> it's not, It's not. I just want to put in this disclaimer, it's not representative of who I am today. <laughs> I know. Well, now I'm wondering about everything you've but, ever said to me. <laughs> you, and, and you should. <laughs> you liked one of my tweets the other day, and now I'm thinking... <laughs> Maybe not. It's all a lie. It's, it's all, all a lie. lie. <laughs> yeah. Katya the liar. <laughs> but we all, I think we all do, in our daily lives, I think we all emit little lies, don't you think? Like, just about stuff, whatever, like maybe to your boss and why you were running late or, if, or oh, you know, why you can't show, let's say you commit to some social event and then you change your mind, you don't want to go, and so you lie about that, or I don't know. Don't We're a think? society predicated on lies. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Everything moves by, like, lies are the lubricant that keeps the machine moving. Oh, totally, especially in the media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. You know? Everywhere. It's true. It's true. <laughs> well, people don't, I think people don't want to know the truth. They don't want to hear the truth. I, I really think that, because in past experience, when I have shown people the truth or have been truthful, they, they, it's like they hate me for it. They hate you if you're, if you're truthful with them. I totally believe that people generally want to be led by, by like sheep, and, and they don't want to know the truth. And that's part of the reason why we're in the predicament that we are in today's world. I just, just the other day I watched my I told my wife that she did something wrong. You know, she was working on a project and she messed something up uh -huh. and then she was like looking for validation that maybe she didn't mess it up. And I told her uh -huh. what she messed up and the look on her face was of just <laughs> utter betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> 
just and then i had to and then i'm like instantly backpedaling like oh but you know it's it's always hard your first time doing it <laughs> oh my god so awkward oh, i can those... just picture the look that you gave me too because i'm sure i know i'm a woman i know <laughs> it's just absolutely like it was the biggest betrayal i'd ever made <laughs> oh but you didn't mean it like that. You know what I mean, right? You didn't right. mean it like that. You were just being like, this is the truth. You screwed up. That's the truth. But if someone's not ready to face it, right? Well, you know what I mean? It's it's knowing the difference between critique and criticism, yeah. you know, and because they are vastly different things um, to, yeah. be, to, to look at something and say, this is how it is. And this is what you should have done, you know, yeah. but oh, man. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how I got out of that one successfully. <laughs> <laughs> the important thing is you did, and you're alive to do yeah. this podcast today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to think. So, um, so how long have you been doing stand up? Um, I've been doing it regularly now. You know, committed for the past almost three years. Um, and before that, I did it a couple years earlier for a short time. And then before that, it had been like 17 years. So oh. when I first ever did it, it, I had just moved back to Southern California from San Francisco. And I started doing it, and this was in 1999. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, and I started doing it, and then I just gave up. I mean, I was thinking about, well, there were all these excuses like, you know, I, I was working and I started a business and I had life changes and this and that. But essentially, those are all just excuses. I, I just gave up. I stopped pursuing it. And there was that long time in between. Um, it's crazy when I think about it because I'm like, man, if I had been doing stand-up all that time, too, who knows what would have happened. But everything, you know, you do everything when – I don't know what the what the analogy is for this, but you know, in your own time, I guess. Yeah. So I'm back to it now, and um, yeah, I mean, I just love it. I love it and I hate it. How? <laughs> I love it when I have a great night and I do a great <laughs> set, and I hate it when I choke and I'm awful and I'm crying and I'm like, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> How has your act changed over that that span of time? I mean, have you have you taken a completely different approach it from happens. before you I'm stopped? So childish and, and no, I mean, I <laughs> I guess it it hasn't changed all that much, you know. Um, I'm still trying to find my voice and and you know um, become a professional and and really become great at my craft. Um, and I'm definitely you know not close. <laughs> Well, what I've seen and and what I read of what you've done, you're you're doing great. I I think you're very very oh, funny. Thanks. You're uh you're oh, you're, you're very you. talented. Just keep going, and and everybody else will see it too. So. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I, I definitely do. I appreciate. It. I definitely think that I've gotten more comfortable on stage. So you know, I can remember I looked back at the first time I went up there, and it was so scary and Just so shaking. awkward. Totally shaking, and I still get that sometimes. But I, you know, I can work through it, and so in that sense, that's definitely improved. Well, that's great. So, All right. So yeah. anybody that wants to find you out there, they're going to find you on Twitter, 
at yeah. Clever Girl Writes. At, at Write Clever Girl. Right. Yeah, see? Yeah, see? This is why right. you're here. Clever Girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to correct you and call you the liar that you are. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. And then, of course, <laughs> what's the best way to find your hiking group? Um, and I'll put a link. Oh. You sent me a link, but uh, for the people listening that are too lazy to look at the description, it's meetup.com, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's meetup.com slash the moderate hikers. Moderate yeah. hikers. Okay, so you're not doing yeah, intense so stuff. Called, I mean, we don't do easy hikes, and this is, you know, I, I get this question a lot because some people come on my hikes and they go, well, I thought you were moderate. Well, <laughs> we're moderate in distance and in pace. But, you know, hiking is not an easy activity. So I just like to tell people that we don't do easy hikes. We just go at a moderate pace, and we don't do 10 miles. You know, we'll gotcha. do four or five miles. And it's more of a social thing. Really, it's a means to an end because it's all about the food afterwards. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, your blog is uh, yes. that one I can get Clever right. Clever Girl Right. Yeah, yeah, see, I mixed them up. I'm not as smart as I am good looking. Um, ah, <laughs> got it, got it. All right, well, yeah, no, to... I couldn't get, oh. um, yeah. Yeah, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No. No, I was just going to say, I couldn't, I got Clever Girl Rights for my blog name, but for Twitter, I couldn't get that same handle, so. Yeah, you know, I, I very frustratingly had to put an underscore in the middle of my Twitter handle. Because I couldn't get the funny little thing, and the person who has the one that I want hasn't been active for years. <laughs> and you know what? There it is. That's uh, that's the first episode of Highly Inappropriate. And what we've learned from this episode is that I have a lot to learn about recording. Uh, audio is garbage, and uh, if you've made it this far, I I I want to give you <laughs> I want to give you a hug and just say thank you. Uh, this, what you heard there was two people becoming friends. Uh, Katya and I don't know each other very well. Uh, I, I say it in the episode, we met on Twitter. I think she's funny, so I sought her out and, and wanted to talk to her. Um, and, and I think it was a great talk. I think it was a lot of fun. Uh, and that's, that's, what, that's the sound of two people getting to know each other. You're going to hear some episodes uh, coming up where I know the person very well. And it's a different experience. And you're going to hear some episodes where I don't, I don't know the person at all. And I'm just somebody trying, trying to talk to somebody else about being human. Uh, it was a great experience with Katya. And uh, I encourage you to check out the links in the episode description. Uh, find all the things that she's doing out there. They're all very, very good. I, I think I mentioned that. <laughs> As for me... Uh, if you want to reach out and tell me how bad the audio is and what I should do to make it better, uh, first place I would say is you could email me at highlyinappropriatepod at gmail.com. Uh, but you could also yell at me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is total underscore beardo. That's uh, B-E-A-R-D-O. You see how I got clever there? Um, uh, yeah. Oh, there's an Instagram now, I think it's highly inappropriate pod. Um, I'm thinking about making a Facebook, but I don't feel good about it. Uh, what else? Yeah, so please check out Katya's stuff. 
she, man, she's fucking funny. And I had a lot of fun with this first episode. I don't care how bad the sound is. Next week, uh, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a software engineer for Tesla. I haven't decided yet. It might be a software engineer for Tesla or a member. I don't know if she's still a member. Matt, you know what? Let's go with the software engineer at Tesla. Uh, he's coming over and we're going to talk. See you then.